making offers, and cashing checks. What's new? What's next? With Ashley Montillon. Hey, what's up? It's Ash bringing you what's new and what's next at Epic Real Estate. We just wrapped up another REIA Summit here in Las Vegas, and I wanted to give a shout out to Joseph and Ryan who were able to join us. Um, It was great to finally meet the both of you. We're excited to see what you guys are able to do back in your markets. You guys are ready. We're rooting for you. And uh, we're excited to see when you guys come back around with some wins. Just something I had on my mind uh, before I get into what's new uh, with our wins and what's next. The topics of fear and self-doubt came up a couple of times this weekend, and I think it was very real. We were able to have some really raw conversations as to what the you know root of that fear was and the uh, the root of self doubt was, and not only were we able to tackle it on the emotional side, but with some really great practical examples of how to get over those boundaries on any side of a deal, whether it be stressing out on the idea of where the cash is going to come from or the money's going to come from, um, or how you're going to find a buyer for that wholesale deal. So just really logical step-by-step scenarios and examples of how to get through those. And um, I don't want to dwell on this topic too much, but for anybody that's out there and is feeling some self-doubt and is lacking some confidence, I just want to um, send you a message to just encourage you to take that leap forward because we've seen what's on the other side of it, all of the things that real estate can bring to your life. And it's really just a small hurdle that's in the way. And most of the time, it's more times than not, it's really just mental. So just start, just get going. And we're here to help you along the way. And if you'd like some personalized help doing that, go to reiace.com and we'd be happy to have a conversation with you. Alrighty, so let's get into some wins. These are some wins that our Epic Pro Academy members posted on Follow Through Friday. And just a heads up, we had a monster Follow Through Friday this past week. So Jesse, he had a huge win. Him and his son sent about 75 yellow letters and closed on a lead that netted them $19,701. He said, thank you, Matt, for all your teachings, encouragement, and motivation. Wow, Jesse, I love that. That is awesome. Father and son team, uh, keep it up. I think this is one of the first times that I've seen you post, so I'm I'm excited for the next one and just uh, keep that momentum going. And for anyone who says that yellow letters don't work, (laughs) um, this is living proof. Uh, It's just about your messaging. All right, so Parker, he's currently working on 15 contracts and is pushing hard to reach 1 million in gross revenue by the year's end. Woo, that is a big goal, and I so know that you're going to reach it, Parker. That's awesome. Chris, so he signed up a new team member with a wholesale acquisition and disposition experience. He sent his first text blast with a new broadcasting system that we're using, and in two hours, he was able to secure three appointments. And he closed on a purchase with the Waterfall Exit Strategy, which is a series of cascading exit strategies as the deal develops. Rashida, she got a property under contract. She's going to seller finance that deal. Yay, Rashida, good job. Chris, he closed two buy and holds. Jack and Josh, they closed on their next flip property. Enrique, he got a 15-unit portfolio under contract. He plans to buy and hold them all. Oh, man, Enrique, that is awesome. You are killing it. I am so, so happy for you. and glad to see you're still pushing hard. Kevin, Kevin closed the deal as well. 
And Josiah, he made a goal that he's going to do a half marathon in January. So he shared with us um, a documented six mile run that he had this past week, which is amazing. And um, he got one deal under contract as well and secured two private money lenders. That is awesome. Powerhouse, Josiah. You are a powerhouse. Keep it up. All right. So that's all that I have for you guys. Let's jump into what's next. So the Epic Intensive, two weeks ago, I mentioned that we were planning on hosting three more Epic Intensives in 2020. So our first one is going to be in April in Las Vegas, Nevada. The dates are tentative still, so I will announce them once we have them secured. And we'll be sending you guys updates as we go. If you'd like to sign up to our first to be notified list, go to epicintensive.com. You can sign up there. You just have to enter your name and email address and you'll be first in line to get all the details. Alrighty, guys, that's all that I have for you guys today. Enjoy the week and enjoy the show. From coast to coast, Epic investors are doing the most. It's time for another Epic Field Report. So, hey, Jesse, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you here as well. So I invited you on because we do this thing every Friday inside of our private Facebook group called Follow Through Friday, where people post their wins for the week. And you posted a humdinger. Can't believe I'm yeah, getting thanks. old. I use the word humdinger. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, the post says, my son and I sent about 75 yellow letters double closed on a lead that netted us $19,701.36. Got a picture of the, the statement there. Thanks for all your teachings, encouragement, and motivation, Matt. So very good, Jesse. Congratulations on that. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So you found this deal via a yellow letter. So explain to me how that works. You sent out 75. Was that all at once or and who did you send those to? That was basically all at once. I actually had my son uh, get involved with me as uh, he uh, graduated college a couple of, uh, probably a year and a half ago. And he's, uh, he was pretty interested in uh, what I was set off to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had taken with him with me uh, to a couple of our uh, RIA meetings and uh, had shown him your podcast as well. And I had started out writing out a few letters and sending just a handful here and there. And uh, he's actually kind of lo- the light under my fire. And he decided to say, you know, dad, I know you're busy. You got a nine to fiber, actually probably a 24 seven dirt feels like. And, uh, mm-hmm. uh, he says, um, uh, let's just do a bigger batch all at one time. So I says, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and do it. We need to target some um, uh, off-market listing distressed owners. And uh, he was able to put together a list from list source and uh, combine a uh, uh, tax delinquencies, absentee owners. And uh, we gathered up about 70 in a particular area that we were looking for, which was just in our backyard realistically, which is where we wanted to work in. And we sent out these letters and they were all yellow letters, handwritten letters mm-hmm. directed to the homeowners or the, uh, in some cases, estate owners, because we did find uh, some owners that had some lawyers' names attached to them. So didn't know what exactly um, the situation was there until they actually, this particular one reached out to us. Perfect. And what were the magic words inside your letter? Do I have one here? Uh, It says basically, hi, Dave, my name is Jesse. My wife, Anna, and I would Mm -hmm. like to buy your house. Mm -hmm. Please give us a call or a text. Thank you. Basically, it's just a two-word letter. And that, yeah, exactly. And that was it. And that's actually what got us a call. Fantastic. Reached out to a local buyer. I did some uh, public research, spotted uh, a 
particular investor that was buying a lot of property in the area. I reached out to him and shown him the property, and he was very interested at the uh, asking price that I had uh, uh, requested. And uh, so, unfortunately, he was not ready to close at uh, the time where I was able to close and just do a simple wholesale uh, transition. So I had to close on it outright and uh, take ownership of it and wait about uh, two to three weeks after he had completed a couple of rehab projects that he was working on so he can obtain the funds from there and uh, 1031 exchange it and put it into here. So um, that was the timing of it. We closed and then about three weeks later, we actually sold it to him and closed again. Okay, so it wasn't a double close then. You actually took ownership of it. Didn't all happen at the escrow office. Correct, correct. Okay. It was 30 Got days it. after. Okay, perfect. All right, so you, did, you said you did some public research to find your buyer. What, is it, what does that look like? What does that mean? We have a particular uh, software that we're using okay. through, a re, through a RIA club. We can see what the latest purchases in the area have been, by whom, uh, at what amount. So we kind of just filter that out, look at the lowest prices. And it also tells us who or how many transactions have happened under one entity name or, or a certain individual's name. So uh, that's how we were able to identify who buyers were, uh, investor buyers in the area. Right. Very good. Yeah. There's a lot of those softwares out there. There's so many softwares now to choose from. How do you know what yeah. you to use? <laughs> exactly. Um, perfect. So you bought the property low, you sold it high, you made 19 grand and some change. Your lesson, what's the biggest lesson that you got out of this? I would say that it's uh, patience mm-hmm. and continued follow-up. What was it like uh, doing this with your son? Wonderful. As a matter of fact, uh, right. I, I couldn't be happier uh, with the relationship that's growing, that, that, that is, is, it's, it's a bigger relationship that I'm developing with my son, uh, doing something that I enjoy. He's actually getting to enjoy it now. And I'm taking him under my wing and we're kind of, uh, he's my yin to my yang and uh, yeah. we're, we're helping each other out. And I'm very humbled because I know that he's learning the skills to uh, be able to build wealth for himself. Sure. Um, a lot sooner than I did. And yeah. by the time he actually gets my age, we're hoping that, uh, you know, he's going to be much happier and well off. <laughs> awesome. Isn't that what we all want for our kids? Exactly. Exactly. Right. What a blessing. What a blessing. Great. So what does the future hold? What's next? Uh, well, we just finished getting a couple of uh, deals under contract right now, a three unit, six unit. We're working on the inspections. We're um, revving up our marketing campaign, which we just sent out another batch of 75 letters. We hired our uh, my daughter's. Uh, she's a high school uh, senior, my daughter's friend, who has a lot of time in writing out these letters for us. So we're paying her. And uh, so we kind of uh, increased her her work time and her workload. And she's happy with that. And uh, we're also incorporating probate letters into our marketing campaign, because we have seen that there's been some success stories within our RIA club with some bigger discounted properties uh, in, in, in that avenue. Well, Congrats, Jesse. If you need any help, you know how to reach us. Keep doing what you're doing and uh, we'll do this again. Sound good? Yeah, definitely, Matt. I just want to tell you that uh, I really appreciate uh, all your help, your teachings. I was a Pro Academy member about uh, a little over a year ago and I've been listening to your podcast, Commuting to Work on the Train. You kind of been uh, uh, 
somewhat of a big brother to me in my ear uh-huh. uh, and in my eye. And, uh, and uh, so I uh, really appreciate all your help and, uh, and, and your guidance on that. And uh, well, I'm hoping that uh, both my son and I are going to get an opportunity pretty soon to come by and, and meet with you. That'd be fantastic. That'd be fantastic. Well, thank you. And it's a, it's a big gift to me just by you going out there and taking action on what you've learned around here. And uh, I really appreciate you. And let's stay in touch. Will do, Matt. Appreciate right. it. You bet. This is Terrio Media. Success in real estate has nothing to do with shiny objects. It has everything to do with mastering the basics. The three pillars of real estate investing. Attract, convert, exit. Matt Terrio has been helping real estate investors do just that for more than a decade now. If you want to make money in real estate, keep listening. If you want it faster, visit reiace.com. Here's Matt. Hello, and welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. Glad you found us. And uh, if it's not your first time here, welcome back. Uh, before we get started, I got a great show for you today, by the way, great guest. And before we do get started, though, I wanted to tell you about this new service, newprivatemoney.com. I can't believe that something like this didn't exist before, but it does now. And if uh, you've been in a situation where this whole private money thing becomes a mystery to you, how do you get private money? Everybody wants private money. Everybody wants to use other people's money. Well, now there's a nice, simple little place to go to for any type of real estate investing, long and short-term money for your deals, debt or equity lending, purchase, refinance, rehab, construction, development, everything in between. Uh, Even if your credit score is a little bit challenged, they do ask for your credit score, but it is not the deciding factor. It does make stuff a little easier, but it really is focused on the deal. So go to newprivatemoney.com. You submit your deal there. And within 30 minutes, you'll have multiple offers, multiple private lenders from all over the country, family offices, crowdfunding platforms, hard money companies, hedge funds, investors in your local area, all fighting for the right to do business with you, the privilege to do business with you. And they'll start competing against each other as well. So go to newprivatemoney.com. But we all know before you use the money, you need to find a deal. So another service I've just started using, mailmix.io. It's a nice little mix of direct mail, text messaging, and email. It's probably got the lowest, the skip tracing prices I've ever seen. So I'm channeling just all my skip tracing right through this service. But uh, it's designed for the real estate investor with a small direct mail marketing budget. And so it's, it's really effective. It just sends out this little combination of text and emails and direct mail, postcards and letters, all pre-done for you, the whole campaign. It really is set it and forget it and you are on your way. So you can go check that out at mailmix.io. All righty. So today's guest, world extraordinaire wholesaler, Mr. James Hawk. James, welcome to the Epic Real Estate Investing Show. (laughs) Hey man, how are you? I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. You bet. You bet. James, what, what market are you in? I'm in Jacksonville, Florida, uh, and I live in Miami. So we're, we're basically all of Northeast Florida, Nassau, Clay, St. John's, and Duval County. Got it. All right. And how long have you been, been in that area operating? Yeah, since 2010. Uh, I started on my own, and in 2013, uh, I'm, you met Hunter, so that's my business partner now. We kind of merged our companies together and been moving forward ever since. Fantastic. So um, tell me a little bit about yourself. We just got to meet here recently. And yeah. uh, over a lot of, of drinking and foul <laughs> language and bad jokes and <laughs> yeah. being politically incorrect and having a whole lot <laughs> yeah. of fun. 
A lot um, of that. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but we've got a lot of mutual friends. Everyone speaks really highly of you. You're very good at what you do and accomplished real estate investor. So tell me how you got started and bring me up to speed to where you are today. Sure. Thank you. And that's awesome to hear, by the way. Um, so yeah, I started in 2010. Uh, and I, at the time I was working at a bridge company. So I actually built and fabricated everything for an actual bridge and then we would ship it out. So steel fabrication. And uh, we actually did the Woodrow Wilson in DC. So we were on Discovery Channel's Mega Builders and stuff like that. It was cool. Um, so it was a cool company. But I decided that obviously I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. I mean, that's a lot of hard work. Um, and I really wanted to be a real estate agent. So I went to real estate school and then I got out of real estate school, had a friend that I found out later what he was doing is wholesaling houses. I'd never heard of it. Um, back then, obviously, there was nowhere near as much information out there as there is now. That was 2010. So I've literally just started going on the internet and finding whatever I could find on wholesaling houses and, uh, you know, just, just started taking action, man. I mean, I would just work around my regular job. I was working mm -hmm. night shift. So I would go in at three and get off at two, three in the morning. And uh, when I woke up during the day, I would work on that until I went to work. Uh, it took me a good four months or so before I did my first deal. It was for $4,000. And uh, after that, I mean, it became real. And I, I really got excited about it. When you get that first check, that feeling right. is amazing, you know? So uh, the next deal I did was about two months later, and it was a two-house package deal. And I made $20,000. And that was the most money, I think, that I mean, the most money I'd ever seen in my life at the time, right. for sure. So uh, after that, quit my job. I'm not saying that you should do that, but after two deals. <laughs> yes, you are saying that, and you should do that. You know, I mean, that's what I did. I just went yeah. all in, and, uh, you know, it, it, it worked out, man. I mean, we started doing deals. I was doing well in 2013. I met my business partner now, Hunter. Uh, we just run across each other on Craigslist, like posting deals and stuff like that. And uh, we met at this house, this highly desirable neighborhood, that I got under contract. And he's like, Hey man, this is the first time we met, by the way. He's like, what would you think if I could go bring the money for this deal? You brought the deal and then we flipped this house together. And I'm like, great. That sure. I'd never actually rehabbed a house up until that point. Mm -hmm. Uh, and it was a great deal. So we actually netted over a hundred thousand dollars on that flip in nice. 2013. And that got us obviously really excited. So next thing you know, I mean, just really more so based on our core values aligning and everything else, the partnership was working really well on that deal. Um, and he was, he really, com we complement each other. So what I'm great at, uh, you know, he might be weaker at and then vice versa. So it works out really well. Um, and he's an amazing guy. So ever since then, man, we've been building out a team uh, in Northeast Florida and yeah, we're, we're doing well, man. We do some, we do some deals. Sweet. So what would you say your strength is? I mean, really for me personally, my strength is more like the sales and marketing. Um, I mean, for the longest time I went on all the appointments. I mean, I've been on literally like probably, I think the last time we looked, we counted, it was like 2,500 appointments or so I've been on. Mm -hmm. So you don't yeah. do that now though? No, no, I do every periodically. Like if I, if we hire someone new, I'll go up there and I'll, I'll be involved in the training. Um, and then also I do, uh, you know, sales meetings every week. So I'm still really involved. I only go to appointments. So when it's really necessary. Uh, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at now. And I live in Miami, so I fly back and forth. 
Got it. How far is that between Miami and Jacksonville? It's only an hour flight, but if I was okay. driving, it would be five and a half hours. Got it. All right. So if you hire somebody, so how big is your operation? What does that look like today? Uh, we're right at about 10 people. Uh, okay. So we have two acquisitions. We have a dispositions. We have an office manager, uh, transaction coordinator, uh, you know, lead follow-up specialist. Um, we have a full-time marketing staff. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a full staff. What's the... Uh, What's the deal flow to keep everybody happy? Yeah, I mean, it, if we're not doing 150 deals, at least like we're not we're not very happy. You know, a year, right? Yeah, and okay. and, just wholesale, <laughs> and just wholesale. All right, I was gonna say is that a day because we also hour? do a little bit of rehab and uh, still we flip a little bit and we do some new construction. We also do some like land as well, some like. Mm-hmm. Very good. So take me back to getting that first deal done. You made four thousand bucks. Took you four months to get it. Uh, what'd you find most surprising about that experience once the deal was done? I, I mean, you know, it's, you believe it, right? Like you're putting all your faith into it and you're doing everything you can to make it happen. But until mm-hmm. you actually have that money in your hands, it, is it real yet? You right. know, there's always that little doubt in the back of your mind, you know, can this work for me? Can it not? And, and at the end of the day, it can work for everyone. You just got to be willing to not pay attention to that little voice and just keep moving forward. Right. So, uh, that's, that's what I did. And, uh, once I had it, I mean, it was, yeah, this is what I'm doing. It was right. a instant decision. There's no doubt about it. Um, I was a hundred percent committed. What was the lesson then? What was the big lesson? The lesson is, is you can't, so a lot of people would have got discouraged after, let's just say, I I mean, I don't know, honestly, what the average lifespan of someone that says they want to do this business and they start trying to do it. And then they just, they let fear or doubt get in their way. I don't know what that lifespan is, but after, you know, four months, you start thinking like, okay, like you're, you're grinding in this thing every day. Um, just like anything on your time, you want to return on that time. So, Mm -hmm. um, the lesson was if I wouldn't have just had the faith and been committed to the process and believing that I was going to be able to do it, then it would have probably never happened for me because I'd have probably just quit and just kept doing my regular job. So you got to make a commitment at the beginning. This is what you want to do. The process works. So it's up to you to actually make that process. work. Mm -hmm. How did you find that first deal? So that's, that's another interesting story. Uh, so LinkedIn was, I use LinkedIn as a, 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 actually a lot back in those days when I first got started and uh, did a lot of deals through LinkedIn over time, like building buyers lists, stuff like that. Um, and there's some huge real estate investing groups on there as well. But uh, I met a guy through one of these groups on LinkedIn and he, he lived uh, about 40 minutes away from me at the time. And he mm-hmm. was trying to do the same thing. He was right at the same stage. So we were like, hey, let's, let's see if we can do something together. Um, and then I, went, uh, I ended up getting some that deal and and then he brought the buyer Got through it. LinkedIn. So that's how I did it. Yeah. Right. So how did you find that deal though? Oh, so, okay. Sorry about that. That's all right. <laughs> uh, um, so I found it through, uh, I went to one of the big competitors in town that I knew was wholesaling properties. Mm-hmm. And I basically locked up one of their deals and, you know, started building a relationship with them. I told them, Hey, um, you know, I'm building a strong buyer's list. They're willing to pay like premium prices. So I know you have a ton of deals and, uh, you know, what would it look like if we could start doing deals together? So I built a relationship with at their time, their, uh, dispositions manager, which is now a close friend of mine and has one of the like biggest Keller Williams teams in the country. 
Got it. All right. So you wholesale to wholesale. Yeah, I wholesale right. to wholesale. Yeah. Sweet. Very good. Um, all right. So how do you find most of your deals today? Uh, primarily direct marketing. Um, that's that's direct really mail. Direct mail. We do a ton of direct mail. We do cold calling. We do some text. Um, we do Google PPC. Uh, we also do a little bit of Facebook as well. And then those calls come in and you've got uh, two acquisition managers working for you. They, t- they field the calls? No, they don't. So we have a, a lead follow-up person and then we okay. kind of like do a round robin. If the phone doesn't answer, then it rings to uh, you know, the office manager and then she'll answer it. So no one, it, it, one of them are always in the office between, let's just say, 8 and 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, during the day. And then we obviously, we do like uh, a call service kind of deal at night, like someone that we just have part-time. Um, but yeah, so it would just come in and then we get screened by them. And then we're always trying to book appointments. Now with the cold calling, it's a little bit different. Uh, you know, we're, we'll lock up deals over the phone. We do. Um, but if it's a local deal, we prefer if, as long as we feel like there's a window there, right. That if we can get out there to them, then, I mean, we just, we've tested it a million different times and we always get better deals, right? It isn't even a question if we close it or not, we might still close it, but we've proven that we always make more if we go face to face. Go face to face. Right. So you got a, a lead person, a lead manager, maybe we, we call them that's right. take, yeah. taking those incoming phone calls, right? Yes. So are you tracking your, your lead generation sources? What's making the phone ring the most? Definitely direct mail. Um, I mean, last year we sent out right at about a million and a half pieces of direct mail. Um, a million and a half. Yeah, it was a lot. And like 100,000 pieces a month plus, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was. We really ramped it up over the summer um, last year. And actually what we did, because we just felt like we were – we were just spending so much, right? So mm-hmm. we felt like we were already really, really good at it. But then we broke everything down through the end of the year going into this year and just rebuilt the entire thing. Like got super, super dialed in, targeted, really deep into the analytics on, um, you know, all the marketing and kind of like rebuilt all that out. So the first quarter, actually, we took a hit. Um, going into 2019 because of that. But then we've been steady building that like steady, like way past what it was before um, Mm -hmm. just based on the new campaigns now. Awesome. Congrats, bud. Yeah. Thanks. You You bet. So Florida, that's an interesting state when it comes to, uh, to what we do, right? Um, They're kind of leading the forefront as far as uh, like all the different types of broadcast marketing. Um, And, uh, I think they're kind of giving a little bit of pushback on, on the whole wholesaling idea. Um, what are you noticing down there and, and what are you doing in uh, to combat it, I guess? Yeah, I mean, I honestly, and personally, I mean, this might sound crazy. I don't stress out on it too much. And just because uh, we've really, really built um, a really strong system and brand presence in our market, and we do things the right way. So we make sure that whatever's going on right now, um, we're, we're going to be ahead of that and we're always doing the right thing. Um, and I think that's really just it, just making sure that you're doing the right thing and then you shouldn't, don't, don't let that worry you, right. Or slow you down. That's my opinion on it. Got it. So I'm actually thinking what would be really smart for a lot of people to do. And you tell me what you think about this. Okay. Is just to stop using the word wholesaling altogether. 
That's a very, you know, that's a very interesting take. And uh, what's really interesting about you saying that is my business partner and I had a conversation about this the other day where he brought that up to me mm-hmm. with uh, like our disposition side and, you know, wholesale homes or whatever um, and changing it more into the investment realm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I, I get it. I think the term has really been beat to death out there and probably has gotten, you know, some bad reputations over some people doing the wrong things. So totally. Yeah, no, because I'm going to put wholesale somewhere in the title of this because that's what you do of this episode. And I know already just by putting that that word in the title is going to be one of the most more downloaded episodes. Anytime I put like passive income, financial freedom or wholesaling, those seem to be the top three categories when those words are in the titles. Hot topics. Totally. And I just think it's just too much attention has been given to it. And when you got the National Association of Realtors, one of the biggest lobbyist groups in the government, really fighting this, um, it's not illegal to assign a contract. It's not illegal to double close. Right. But when you start calling yourself wholesaler, all of a sudden everybody thinks you're practicing real estate without a license, which we all know is not true, but that's, it's got such a broad definition. It's got such a spotlight on it. Like just stop that. Yeah. You just, you just buy and sell real estate. That's what I say now. Buy and sell. I mean, I I think that, look, I value your opinion, man. I mean, I I understand where you're coming from and I, I think Hunter would agree with you, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm not saying I disagree. I mean, I I do agree for sure. It's gotten that some of that bad reputation, but I'm also thinking, um, you know, how hard would it be to, you know what I mean? Really adopt that. That would be the thing. Right. Yeah. No, and, I, and I'm not trying to get you to agree with me. I was just, I don't talk to many almost exclusive wholesalers. And so right. I was just kind of, I've been on the outside looking in. So I think I have a little bit more of an objective opinion because I'm not so immersed in it. I mean, we wholesale all the time here, but my intent is yeah. always to hold. Um, but uh, I was just thinking what you would think about that. That's all. Yeah. No, that was yeah. A, I mean, that was a great question. Yeah. It was more of a statement. <laughs> <laughs> a personal <laughs> statement. Anyway, um, let's, let's, let's talk about the future then. Let's, moving into the future, how are you preparing for 2020? Is anything in your business changing or just business as usual? Uh, man, I, I mean, honestly, we're, we're in meetings every day right now. Um, and for, you know, both businesses that we have going and <laughs> we're just really trying to refine everything that we did this year. And when we rebuilt the campaigns at the beginning of the year and just make sure that we're going in there with a really, really strong game plan. Um, but what we're doing is working. Uh, so I think that we're really just going to be pouring uh, fuel on that. Fantastic. Yeah. I actually think wholesaling and, and buy and hold as long as you're um, not over leveraging and you're not cutting your, your cash flow numbers too narrow. I think, uh, I think they're, you know, recession proof. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. goes up or down. So do your, yeah. so do your buying prices and so do your selling prices. They go right up and sure. down with it. So yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a whole lot to be concerned about at all. So what is in the future then that you're most excited about? Uh, I mean, me, me personally, man, I mean, I think that, I'm really, really excited for the team that we have right now. And, um, you know, some of the positions, the new sales positions that we plan on hiring going into next year, because the team is as strong as it's ever been. We made a lot of critical mistakes um, over time uh, that really led to team over a year ago that people were thinking about walking out just because we weren't really leaders, right? We were more of like those bosses. So we went and got a lot of, uh, you know, training, 
routing consultants um, to really, really dial us in as actual leaders, get everyone uh, bought in on the vision and moving forward in the same direction. And that's what we did. And I mean, the team is just, it's an incredible group of people that work very, very well together. So I'm excited for that um, into the future and what that's going to look like. Fantastic. All righty. Um, gosh, any other aspirations? What am I supposed to ask about your business, James, that's so compelling <laughs> that I'm not asking? <laughs> that's so compelling. Uh, lead generation. I mean, those are always hot topics. I, I mean, one thing I think a lot of people don't touch on um, too much is the buyer side. Uh, but it's usually always more sales and marketing. Um, that's probably the hottest conversations in wholesaling. But yeah, I mean, the buyer side is, is interesting as well, but not as many people talk about it. Right. So my theory with, with buyers, because I, I do hear people talk about it, particularly some of the educators and gurus out there, they'll right. suggest that uh, you need to build this massive buyers list, right, before you get started. Right. And I actually have never found that to ever be the case, because I've always found that if you had a good deal, you had it under contract, there's no shortage of money in the system to buy it. Yeah. It, would you agree with that? Or do you think you need to have the big buyers list to get started? No, I, I, yeah, I totally agree that you don't need a big buyers list because the reality of it is when you have a buyers list of a thousand people, maybe, maybe you have 20 or 30 on there that are your real buyers. Right. You know, so that would uh, be a big number actually. Yeah, that, that would be a big number. I'm just, yep. what my point is, is this, it's just as easy to just go out and build those instant relationships a lot faster than the traditional, hey, let me just go out there and build this huge buyers list and like mm -hmm. let that hold me back. Um, I mean, there's plenty of ways to find the real buyers in your market that you can go to, I mean, and build relationships with and start selling them deals right away. So mm -hmm. that would be my opinion. Right, Totally. Yeah, if you've got good deals and you have, start to develop a reputation for um, finding good deals, you won't be able to keep people off your buyer's list. It's true. Right? Yeah, totally. and, and, and I always recommend, um, because I fell into this trap before, this is just my personal preference, that you don't just work with a buyer or two, like over time as you're like growing out your business and you're starting to do more deals. Don't just put all your eggs in that one basket. You should always be building your buyer's list. Obviously mm -hmm. don't let it hold you back, but always be building it forever. Right? Mm -hmm. So um, when you, do that, they're going to want bigger discounts over time. Like, are you really getting the real price that you could be getting to other buyers in the market? So there's a lot of variables. And then if they withdraw or stop buying for whatever reason, now you don't have relationships with any of these other buyers. So um, I, I feel like you make more money. Um, and then you also, uh, you know, you're protecting your business more if you work with multiple buyers, in my opinion. Got it. What's the biggest challenge or struggle in your business right now? I would say that we're going to be on a growth trajectory, right? Mm -hmm. And we're just really paying close attention to making sure that our margins stay really tight where we want it to be. Um, and obviously, that's always a big struggle, like as you're scaling, right? So paying close mm -hmm. attention to that is really where we're at. Um, and that's, that's definitely a, a struggle that we're paying close attention to. Got it. So you're growing and right. you, that's going to take capital to grow, Right. But you still need to maintain profitability as well. So you can't right. put too much into it. So you have to monitor how fast you're going to actually grow. Right. So it's a constant like monitoring and yeah, and everything else. Because I mean, it's so Christina Krause says it all the time. And I, mm -hmm. I love this. It's like, what is it? 
you know, get better before you get big. Um, so we want to make sure that we're always doing it the right way um, because we've made bad hires in the past, um, you know, over the years, spent way too much in marketing, like bringing someone in and thought we need to ramp up leads. Like, I mean, over, I mean, we've definitely thrown some money out there and made some mistakes over time and had some failures. Um, that's just the way it is. But I would say really, uh, you know, make sure that you're doing it the right way. Absolutely. So let me, let me ask you this then. Sure. What are you doing to monitor that? What are you doing as a, as to protect yourself from overspending? Are you looking at um, your numbers every day? Like your, your, profit and loss in your balance statement? Do you have a CFO doing that for you? Yeah. So we have a fractional CFO um, that that monitors everything really close for us. And we we have conversations with him uh, periodically if needed through the week. And then also we have a weekly like two hour uh, meeting with him. So that really keeps everything tight, right? Like he comes, we have all the numbers. Two hours a week? Yeah, we do a two hour. Okay. It's supposed to be an hour, but it always goes two hours because, right. you know, we have two different businesses that he works for. So we go over both of them. Okay, sweet. Yeah, because moving into 2020, we're looking to expand quite a bit. And, uh, you know, we're, we're ready to write checks, but we want to make sure that we're writing the right checks. Yeah, to, that's, to that's always right. the thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Totally. Sweet, brother. So, um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what would be the best way for them to do that? I would say the best way would be Instagram. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm super active on Instagram, also really active on YouTube, but Instagram's like my primary where I spend most of my time. And is it just is, uh, James Hawk? At James the Hawk. The uh, Hawk. had James Hawk. So everyone's like, the Hawk? I'm like, well, you know, someone had James Hawk. So <laughs> doesn't that bother you? You know what bothers me the most is when I f- come up with a good idea, I'd be in the shower or just driving down the freeway and have a great idea and I go to find the domain name. And I know the domain. It's taken and then nobody's doing anything with it. <laughs> I have a ton of them. I have a ton yeah. of them. Yeah. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think I have three tons. And uh, every single one represents a really good idea at some point. I was like, why doesn't anybody come on and buy my domain names? I got some good ones in there. <laughs> but, uh, Do you sell any of them? I've only sold one. I sold a uh, Epic Property Management. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah that's I, a good. Uh, one. See, I paid eleven dollars for that, and I think I got a grand for it, so that was good. Yeah, dude, that was a good one. But uh, I spend probably several grand a year in just renewal fees, so <laughs> I know. it's not like <laughs> <laughs> I know it's expensive. It's not like I'm going to make a business out of it because <laughs> that would be a losing business. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Cool, James. We'll stay in touch. Keep doing what you're doing, bud. It sounds like you're on the right trajectory and you're doing really well. So, and uh, let's check back and uh, see where you are mid-year next year. Yeah, brother. I, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. You bet. Take care, bud. Bye. Yo. Yeah, yeah, we got the cash flow. You didn't know, homeboy, we got the cash flow.